This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their compliance counsel, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to Day 27 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today, I take up compliance and employee employment separation issues. Employment separations can be one of the trickiest maneuvers to manage in the spectrum of an employment relationship. When an employee is aware of layoffs are coming, it can still be quite a shock when HR shows up the door up at your door and says, "Come with me." However, layoffs can present some unique challenges for the compliance practitioners. Employees can use layoffs to claim they were retaliated against for a wide variety of complaints, including those concerns that impact the compliance practitioner. Yet there are several actions you can take to protect your company as much as possible. Before you begin your actual layoffs, you should work with your legal department and your HR function to make sure your employment separation documents are legal and are in compliance with the recent set of SEC rulings around retaliation language prohibition. In a case called SEC versus KBR, uh, the SEC for the first time fined a company for having language which prevented employees from bringing potential violations of law to appropriate legal or regulatory enforcement officials. So if your company uh, separation agreement requires employees to have such language, to come to the company before they would go to a regulator, you need to have such language removed. But this means more than having the language simply removed, as you must counsel those who are talking to an employee being laid off not to even hint at retaliation if they go to authorities with a good faith belief of illegal conduct. You might even suggest to add the approved KBR language to your script so that the person leading the conversation at the layoff can get it right and you have a documented record of what was communicated to the employee being separated. When it comes to interacting with employees, the first thing the company needs to do is treat the employees with as much respect and as dignity is as possible in the situation. While every company says they care, and usually the same companies which say they are very ethical. The reality is that they many simply want terminated employees out the door and off the premises as quickly as possible. At times there will be an escort off the premises and the message is clear that not only do we not trust you, but do not let the door hit you on the way out. This attitude can go a long way towards starting an employee down the road of filing a claim for retaliation 
or in the case of FCPA enforcement, becoming a whistleblower to the SEC identifying bribery and corruption. Treating employees with respect means listening to them and not showing them the door as quickly as possible with an escort. From the FCPA compliance perspective, this could also mean some type of conversation to ask the soon-to-be-departed employee if they are aware of any FCPA violations, violations of your code of conduct, or any other conduct which might raise ethical or conflict of interest concerns. You might even get them to sign some type of document that attests they are not aware of any such conduct, at least at the time of the conversation. I recognize this may not protect your company in all instances, but at least it is some evidence that you can use later if the SEC or DOJ comes calling after an ex-employee has blown the whistle on your organization. I would also suggest that you work with your HR department to have an understanding of any high-risk employees who might be subject to layoffs. And when I say high-risk, I mean high-risk in the FCPA sense. While you could consider having HR conduct this portion of an exit interview, it might be better if you had someone from the compliance function involved. Obviously, a compliance practitioner would be better able to ask detailed questions if some issues arose, but it will also emphasize how important the issue of FCPA compliance, code of conduct compliance, or simply ethical conduct compliance was and remains to your company. Finally, are issues around hotlines, whistleblower, and retaliation. The starting point on layoff should be whether your company has a plan going forward. Retaliation cases turn on whether actions taken by companies were in retaliation for hotline or whistleblower reports. This means you need to mine your hotline more closely for those employees who are scheduled or in line to be laid off. If there are such persons who have reported an FCPA, code of conduct, or other violation, you may have to move to quickly triage and investigate, if appropriate, the allegations sooner rather than later. This may mean you move up your research of an allegation to become a, to detail a faster resolution ahead of other claims. It may also mean you put some additional short-term resources on your hotline triage and investigations if you know layoffs are coming. The reasons for these actions are to allow you to demonstrate that any laid-off employee was not separated because a, of a hotline or whistleblower allegation, but due to some overall layoff scheme. However, it could be that you mean need this person to provide your compliance function additional information to be a resource to you going forward, or even witness that you can reasonably anticipate that the government may want to interview going forward. If any of these situations exist, if you do not plan for their eventuality before the layoff and the now ex-employee, he or she may not be so inclined to cooperate with you going forward. Also, if you do this, you demonstrate a <clears throat> sincerely interested in your meritorious hotline complaints and may keep such a person from becoming a SEC whistleblower. This triage of either employees who are scheduled to be laid off or indeed are in danger of being laid off is something that you can only get if you work with your HR department. So you'll need to uh, bring these in, bring them into the discussions as well. I also mentioned having HR uh, review the <coughs> KBR retaliation language and uh, write that into the script. That uh, language is uh, well known. It's out there in the uh, uh, industry, and you can uh, obtain that pretty quickly and pretty easily. So what are the three key takeaways for today? 
Number one is your separation agreement. I cannot emphasize too strongly how serious the SEC takes these matters. We have now had a series of pretaliation cases where the language alone in non-separation agreements led to, in some case, million-dollar SEC fines against companies for having the language in their employment agreements. But it is even more true in separation agreements. You've got to review these. You've got to make sure you have no illegal language. Uh, We had, in 2016, our first case where front pay was granted, and this uh, in a retaliation case, and this is pay, not back pay, for after uh, an employee was laid off, but for pay that they would have received had they stayed. Uh, this is a, could be a very large number, and it could be very, very expensive for your company. The second one, it's just like Grandma said, treat everyone with respect. If you simply tell people, give them a box, say you're going to walk out with this armed guard and don't let the door hit you on the way out, you have disrespected that employee. But more than that, you have missed a chance. You have missed a chance to sit down with that employee, express the uh, concerns that uh, you have to them, and tie them down to a story about any violations of FCPA that they may uh, or may not may be aware of. If they don't give you any information and you document that in writing, they come back later, at least you have some evidence that you gave them the opportunity to present that information to you. And this could be a powerful piece of evidence. Finally, you're going to have to monitor your hotline very closely. And this is not simply responding to whistleblower complaints that may come in through your hotline. It's also monitoring the chatter, but it's also monitoring in a way that works with your HR function so that if information comes in, you may need to go to HR and see if these employees are scheduled to be laid off anytime uh, shortly. If they are, you're going to need to speed up your triage. You may need to speed up speed up your investigation. You'll need to keep the employee involved or, excuse me, informed and you you generally will just need to speed everything up, but you can't know this unless you're working with your HR department, which really means you need to go to your HR department now, establish those relationships, establish the relationship so that you can ask about people who are about to be laid off, establish a relationship so you can give them the information about the KBR retaliation language, and establish the relationship so that if you are not in the room when the separated employees interviewed and get the questions asked that you need. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to Day 27, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for Day 28 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.